Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 121 of the show today. This is where we get to work, making work a passion, living life full-time, creative, doing what you want to do instead of what you think that you might have to do. So today I have on Elizabeth Cunningham, who is a former client of mine, super amazing person coming at you from the West Coast, which messes with my brain whenever I'm looking at that <laughs> clock. I have to roll with that like Apple list of clocks to like figure out what in the hell is happening in the world. But uh, Elizabeth is a love coach. She is a life coach. She is a podcaster for the Love Dripping from the Walls show, which I'm very familiar with. <laughs> and uh, she has also uh, created a, uh, a clothing brand called, I'm going to murder the name of this, Kosakore. Killed it. No, you got it. Killed it in a good way. <laughs> I did not practice that. And I'm, I usually can't pronounce like a, a regular, normal last name. So I'm proud of me. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Most people, I, I had to practice, you know, my, so my business partner is Italian. And uh, so it, that Cosacore is Italian. It means things of the heart. Okay. And I had to practice saying it for like a month. Hmm. Every time that we got on a call, he was like, you have to say Kosakore five times. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Things, things from the heart. Things from the heart. Things, things from the heart. heart. Thing, uh, well, technically, so Kosa is things and Kore is heart. So things heart. Like things heart. But we thought that Kosakore sounded better than Kosa de Kore. Hmm. Um, so Kosa de Kore would be things of the heart. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so we just oh made it one word. I yeah. appreciate you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, thank you for the introduction, Dave. I'm super happy to be here when you were like, hey, do you want to be on my show? I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you want me to be on your show, Dave? Of course I want to be on your show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm a love coach, a life coach. So what that means is that I coach people inside of love, sex, and relationships. And a lot of the time I coach people who have ethically non-monogamous relationships. And so just, you know, for the quick rundown of what that means is that mostly, mostly people are in a two person relationship, right? And so ethical non-monogamy is when you are consensually going outside the bounds of a two-person relationship. So all parties involved are uh, know exactly what's going on and are enthusiastically consenting sure. to go outside of the, the bounds of that structure. So, and that can look a lot of, a lot of different ways. Um, but we, I, we all I know what's up. That. We've all agreed on this and this is what's going down. We're all pumped up about it. And that's like, totally, right? totally. Cool. We're like, yes, everyone is enthusiastically on board. Word. <laughs> yes. Like yes. Awesome. Well, all right. Yeah. So I have brought you on. I will, I will tell people this, I guess like, People listen to this show and I'm an audio engineer and I always tell people like the reason why we leave it open for all creatives and and entrepreneurs in general is because I feel like there's a lot more elements. It's not simple to just say how we operate things you know, I could teach someone audio every single day, but there's a lot of things on YouTube that could teach someone audio every single day. But I feel like bringing the stories of this whole life of how do we operate inside of our own world of creative that's what I'm striving to do is, is help people that are going after the thing that they want to do. But mm. there's a lot more elements to that than just the thing that you do is actually more than that. More of your time yeah. is spending the things of like making it. And I, I have spoken before, like Meg and I have come on and had like a real kind of like, this is what's up literally in our relationship in like real life, good or bad, just to like mm-hmm. share out there to have that conversation of like, what does this look like when you have two people that are trying to be entrepreneurs and things like that? And, and what does that look like inside the relationship? Because I talk to people and it's hard and there's things that they learn about it. So I 
specifically after obviously meeting you, working with you, I was like, oh man, I would love to hear Elizabeth's take on that. So we're going to get into that. But before that, uh, I would love to just share more context with people of who Elizabeth Cunningham is and how did you grow into your, I love that. (laughs) You framed it up. Boom. Here's me. We'll take a screenshot. That'll be the show notes episode one. <laughs> Who is Elizabeth Cunningham? And what, <laughs> you know, how did how did this happen for you? How did you get to where you're at? Because you're you're crushing it and you're doing a lot of cool stuff out there. Thank the West you. Coast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so who is Elizabeth Cunningham? Ah, the question of the hour. And how did this uh, happen? How did this happen? Um, well, let's see. So I have been, um, studying and working inside of human sexuality, um, gender relationships, uh, since I was 18. Um, I'm 32. (laughs) So that's 14 years. Just so I'll just do the math for you. But, and, uh, that's required for me. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. <laughs> so I have a degree in gender and sexuality because you can get a degree in that. And then uh, I also have a degree in political science. So actually the first uh, place that I worked was a domestic violence center. And so I worked in community education and outreach. You know what? Uh, I talked to people from the ages of five to 85 about what are healthy relationships, what are unhealthy relationships, how do you create boundaries, you know, um, how do you have, you know, confidence and self-esteem so that you can create healthy relationships. And then uh, when I moved to Seattle, I really shifted. uh, And I really believe that what you, what you talk about, what you speak into the world then expands. And so, uh, you know, although domestic violence centers are unfortunately necessary and save people's lives, but I really wanted to switch gears and talk about creating healthy relationships and expanding love, you know, not just in romantic relationships, but just in general. And so then I started to uh, move more into the uh, personal development realm, you know, self-help coaching, things like that. And I've been uh, coaching people inside of love, love, sex and relationships for five years. Um, And I really started to expand my business about a year ago uh, now. And, And then I started my podcast. What was that? Two or three years ago or something? I, yeah, because, well, you, you got, you got on board with my podcast, uh, season three or four, right? Season three or four. Yeah. yeah. Something like end of season three, beginning of season four. That's when yeah. it was that you so kind of jumped on board with that. Of this yeah. then has only been like a year and a half, really. You're saying, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that what you're saying? Wow. Yeah. I kind of exploded in the past year, which was really great. I love it. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, um, has been my mission to really expand the conversation of love, which I know is really broad, but how I do that is through um, talking to people about how do you create these healthy relationships, you know, and relationships are everywhere. Healthy relationships with yourself, healthy relationships with others, healthy relationships, even with like inanimate things like money. Very important. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. How do you have a healthy relationship with time? I mean, those are people's two biggest blockers. For their relationship. Yeah. For their relationship is like time and money. And so it's like, okay, great. Like, let's start there. What's your relationship with time? What's your relationship with money? Because we are relating to things all the time. And so then being able to be empowered in all of your relationships is one of my goals, being empowered, being self-expressed. My mission and purpose in my my life and in my business is to, to be courageous, to transform the conversation of love and so that all people are free because i mm. really i really believe that when we are able to cultivate that love for ourselves and others that it creates a profound freedom yes. in our lives and uh so yeah i'm one of those hippie kids that's like love is the answer that's me i i totally get it i am yeah. like i i always tell people that like i'm like a secret hippie but like i really am i really am but i don't know like mm-hmm. because i'm i don't know because i'm like not in the traditional way or something like that people think that they can't tell but i'm definitely am a hippie you know and it's like mm-hmm. 
I like, there's a bunch of things that you just said that I like where mm-hmm. first, like when you're saying like, Hey, the, sh- the shelter is 1 million percent necessary, unfortunately, but it's doing work that's needed. But mm-hmm. I want to do this thing with my powers to create something that's in front of that essentially. So it's like, this is a reactionary thing that's needed. Right. It's unfortunately always going to be needed because we're always going to need to help afterwards or during, right? You're mm-hmm. also trying to create something that's almost beforehand or during too, where it's like, how do we, how do we fix what's causing this problem? Right. How do we lead with love or create something that helps in this space that maybe I can have more of an impact. I don't know if that's where you're coming from with it, or if you're just saying like, these are areas that I can help in that maybe are not being served. Like what, what do you think mm-hmm. of with that, with the two different spaces? No, they're very different conversations, you know? Yeah. Well, one is, one is having the love for yourself that you don't get into a relationship that is unhealthy or abusive. And then the other is to um, teach people compassion and empathy for themselves and others. And so that they, um, because the main, one of the main causes of abuse is a lack of empathy and a sense of entitlement over other people. Okay. And so in teaching compassion and empathy and teaching the importance of, seeing other people's hurt and seeing that you have the power to hurt people and you also have the power to not hurt people and to understand that choice and to understand the the responsibility of that choice uh, is one way that we can, you know, help mitigate, you know, not having abusive relationships. And yeah, I mean, I would love to live in a world where there is no, there's no need for domestic violence centers. I don't know if that would ever happen in my lifetime. Um, but that yeah. is a world that I would love, love to live in. Um, Same. yeah. And, uh, and you know, the, 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 uh, thing that I love about being a love coach is that there is a level of, profoundness in getting more in in delving deeper into the love that's possible in relationships that I don't think most people are aware of even exists. Mm. And so it's like the greatest joy of my career. And it's also the hardest thing to convey to people who don't know what I do. Right. right? Because when you've never experienced something and a lot of people uh, can get really defensive about that. They're like, well, I have love in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying that you don't not saying that you don't have love in your life. What I am saying is that everything is great now. And imagine if it were even greater. Right. Imagine if there were even deeper, more profound levels of love and connection that you've never even tapped into before. Right. And right. that's that's really what people get out of coaching with me. That's like the number one piece of feedback that I get from people is that people are like, I had no idea that I could experience love at this level. Right. It's like yeah. a lot it's like uh a diet or like exercise or something like that, where it's like with anything, right? Like say, I don't know, say you like don't drink enough water or like you are eating really unhealthy. It's like Mm -hmm. you get so used to the day to day. If that's just routine, you don't really even know that there's like a better way, but then you do it for like a week or a month or something. You're like, Holy shit. Like this feels amazing. Like I never know that I, so it's like you were content. Like maybe you were content. Like maybe you're like, you never drink that much. You just never drank a lot of water. You never drank the water you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Or you never ate right. You might mm-hmm. feel bad or you might be like, I'm cool with this. Like things are cool right now. But then like you have this other experience and you're like, I didn't know I could be here though. Like until I mm-hmm. knew that I was here, I didn't really know that I could be here. That's what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. And I love like mm-hmm. two things I want to break down real quick. The first thing that you were saying, like, Time, money, and love. 
I feel mm-hmm. like are all the causes are all the the things that uh, can create the most issues and can create the most impact for energy on the other side positive too, right? Like the way that people spend their time, the way that people spend or think about money in the way that people are able to love can cause the most problems or cure the most problems. That's just Mm. a a thought. Mm -hmm. And then empathy and empathy for people is like, even past anything in terms of like the issues you create in relationships. But I feel like empathy with people is just like, how effective are, are we able to conduct our, our day to day? Like, all the problems that you can see out and about where people are mad at things, you know, feel like that you could somehow make a case for that's like a lack of empathy in that moment where it's like, if you break down what is happening at that moment and you're being angry with someone and angry at something or something, and you're taking it out on someone, it's like a lack of Mm -hmm. empathy. It doesn't have to be for good, but for the moment of like, I'm mad about my coffee not being right. And you see people be like, Oh my God, you didn't put cream in my cup, blah, blah, blah. But like you think through, you're like, think about this coffee person. They woke up in the day. They're a human being. They woke up for the day. They mm-hmm. came in. They're doing something really quickly. All of us do things really quickly. And then some, like, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be mad at this person because mm-hmm. we're human beings. And this is a thing that is their day that makes sense of how this happened. It's not a big deal. I shouldn't be mad at this person. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. Why am I mad? I don't know. It's just like a breakdown of those things. I feel like all of those components that you said, these are the the subjects for the most issues or the subject for the most change that you could do in the positive direction. And also the, the most factors that we need to look at regularly. That's a thought. I don't know if that's true or not to you. Mm. Well, I think that, you know, like the example of people getting upset about something like their coffee order is not the right thing is just an example of, uh, and this is kind of a trigger word for some people. So stay with me here. Stay with me, people is is that sense of entitlement and lack of perspective right okay. and you know people get really triggered by the word entitled because it's like that's a bad word like you're not supposed to be entitled you know to something and you know that means that you're like a bad person or something like that and so i just want to clarify that i really don't believe that uh there are good this is this is this is a little radical i really I, don't I like believe it. Yeah, I really don't believe that there is such a thing as good people or bad people. Mm. Like, we are people and we're animals, just like any other animals on this planet. We definitely do things that don't work. You know, we definitely do things that hurt people, hurt ourselves, hurt others, hurt the environment. We absolutely do that. But do I think that anyone is intrinsically bad or good? No. And so when I say, you know, that's a sense of entitlement, that's just human beings being human beings and just having a lack of perspective about your humanness, which isn't a bad thing. It's just in those moments, in those examples, it just doesn't work. You know, you're, you're making yourself upset. You're making someone else's day miserable. You know, it's just, it just doesn't work. You know, so just being able to have the perspective of is what I'm doing right now, does it work or does it not work? You know, and then, you know, that's kind of goes down a little bit of a rabbit hole of like how the human brain works because humans can justify anything. Like literally, literally humans can justify anything. People justify justify murder. They justify murder. They justify like all, all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, we were great at justifying things because we have to live with ourselves every single day. <laughs> we have to be able to put our, you know, head down on the pillow and sleep at night. But to have that grander perspective of like, okay, did this work or did this not work and have the, the want and the willingness to grow from things that and take responsibility for things that we're doing that don't work. Mm. Right. Like taking responsibility for like getting mad at your barista in the morning. It's like, you know what? I got mad at this person because they didn't make my coffee correctly. And is it true that they didn't make the coffee the way I wanted it to? Yes, that's true. But did it work for me to be a complete asshole? Probably not. (laughs) Did that help anything at all? 
Yeah. Did that help? Did that forward anything? You know, no, like it just caught, it was just being upset, you know, but you know, that goes on a whole tangent of like how the human brain works and, you know, what we do in each moment and how we're conditioned and, you know, all of that. So I can geek out on that. I uh, I can too. I can too. Oh my God. I love human. (laughs) I love human. I don't study this like you have, but I just Mm. love human behavior. I come at it from Mm. like a, I've done like a lot of sales in my life. So like I, I have learned a lot of like what, what makes people buy things and like what, mm-hmm. what is the reason why and all of that why is always human behavior. It's like what, it, what matters to this person? What, mm-hmm. what is the thing that's truly the source of this thing? Why? Because people say things, but it's not the source or, or, it's, or it's, it's very complicated chess game of, that we play, right? Where it's like, when do mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be in defense and say different things to like throw off the trail or when you know, am I being direct and I'm a, you know, it's just very, we're complicated. We're very complicated creatures. So I love human behavior too. And I will talk about it all day. <laughs> no. I love yeah, that. totally. Yeah. But, uh, I guess I, I want to, cause I know that we have time. I'm looking 35 minutes here. Mm-hmm. If I, I want to, uh, get in further on some of these things, then we can break into some other things here, but one question or, or, Two, two situations that I really want to talk through because this is some things that I see in my audience, some things that I see with friends of mine and with myself would be looking at the situations because you're an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you are in a relationship and you also coach people on relationships. So you have a lot of different perspectives that I want to hear your hot take on in these areas, which is... Yeah. When we have a couple or a relationship between people and we have one that's an entrepreneur or a freelancer and one that's in a standard job, a nine to five normal, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that trans that changes a lot over time, whether this has been something happening for 20 years or this is a new thing. I know right. that there's tons of dynamics to this, but that situation as well as you have two entrepreneurs, you have two freelancers as in, in a relationship, if that's how they're mm-hmm. set up. Are there th- some things that you can share in those spaces of how to address some of the situations that come up, how to build and be better in those relationships and be proactive on some of the issues that can pop up in those? Because I know Meg and I have shared some things where we really, I I think we talked about this before the show, like you were saying, like setting time for the things you care about, which I, we can totally blow apart, but it's like, you have to be so intentional with, if you care about the relationship and you're both going through these life changes of being like, this matters to me. And we, we are doing things really fast right now. And we have to figure out where the other person is at when these big life changes and the shit is going quick. Like, we have to keep putting a pulse check on instead of like, a, I feel like the biggest problems come in. People put go after what's going on and they look up and there's like a big problem now. It's like, what's your take on those situations? I'm sorry. They're so dynamic and such a big ask for you to pick your brain. I know it's a lot to dig into, but I'd love to just hear your takes, your thoughts, what you see. Yeah. I mean, the first, the first thing is, is really prioritizing your time. Right. And uh, that is not often something that people like to hear, um, but that is that's that's the reality of it. The reality is is that we, you know, only have every one of us only has twenty four hours in a day. You know, seven days a week, three sixty five a year. We all have the same amount of time, and right. so really being able to prioritize your time and set aside, I call it sacred time. And set aside sacred time for the things that you really love and want to prioritize. And so if that, if one of those things is your relationship, then you need to set aside time for your relationship. My partner and I have two sacred times on each week on the calendar and uh, Tuesday afternoons. And 
Friday evenings, which is actually changing to Saturday evenings. We just had a conversation about that because our, our schedules are shifting. Um, so now it's going to be Saturday evenings. But for the longest time, it's been Friday evenings. The agreement between us... And this is the other thing that I'll get into is like agreements and communication around this as well. And <laughs> two things. It felt like, two, like this, gotta have this, gotta have that. Yeah, totally. Cause it's just like, okay, um, so let's say that your sacred time is Friday nights. And so our agreement is that anything that's going to happen on a Friday night, like say someone else is like, oh, you know, we're having this party or, you know, there's a client that, um, that's the only time that they can talk to me. Or if, you know, my partner has something else going on, you know, whatever. Like we talk to each other per first and the agreement is that, you know, we get to say like, if that works or not, it's like, no, like that's our date time. Like, I don't want you to go do that other thing. Like I want you during right. that time, because that's the time that I get you during the week. <laughs> um, or, you know, we can, or it's like, okay, you know, if Friday night doesn't work, then can we do Saturday night this week and kind of switch off the time, but we still keep that time on the calendar, even if it isn't, you know, the, you know, previously agreed upon time. Right. Okay. Um, so really just having a lot of communication. So the first thing is putting that time on the calendar. And the first thing that I hear with people is like, oh, well, I couldn't find, you know, time on the calendar. Yes, you can. Like, I'm just gonna call bullshit. Yes, you absolutely if you care about something, you will find time. I get email me your calendar. I'll yeah. find time oh, on your people calendar. Say I don't have time. I th I've said this on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. I was saying that that what you're saying is that that's not a priority for me, which is fine. Yeah, which, which is, is fine. fine. But you mm -hmm. just need to know that like you've chosen that's not a priority. And that's fine. You have to have mm -hmm. priorities because we have the 24 hours, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. When you're saying I don't have time for that, you're like, that's not a priority for me at this moment. Right. Yeah. Right? Cause like, think about when you have your, when you have a new relationship, right. You have like a brand new relationship, like all of a sudden you have all of this time to text them constantly, to call them, to go out on an extra date during the week, you know, like new relationships, like you got a shit ton of time. Right. And then all of a sudden, six months later, you're like, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Or, oh, I just don't have enough time or da, 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 da. Like all of a sudden, it's just like, no, you have the exact same amount of time that you did at the beginning. You're just choosing to use it differently now. Wow. wow. <laughs> Man, when you say it like that, too, it's the truth. But it's like when you say it's it like that, it's like, <laughs> you're like, you've become less important to me or like not necessarily less important, but. But but I'm aware that you will take more of this, like I don't know, you'll you will deal with more of me doing this than you would have initially or something. Like it's like I don't know how to yeah. say that, but it's like it's and it's kind of true too, right? Because it's like I've been with my wife for twelve years, not married, but I've been with her for twelve years. So mm -hmm. there are thoughts in my head sometimes where I'm like, Meg's not gonna be happy about this, but like she will knock it. She'll understand. But like that wouldn't have been sure. the same thing when we started dating. Right. Cause she didn't have that history of my character, the history of our moments together, a history of like, if I, if he does this thing, I know that he's going to do this thing as well. Like I know him. Right. Mm -hmm. But that is a, a that is a, a point where you don't necessarily think about it, but it's, it's a real thing to think, right. <laughs> For how you prioritize that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. also, you know, just to clarify, you know, I know that new relationship energy is not sustainable. Like, I know that we all know that we all know <laughs> that new relationship energy is not necessarily sustainable. But <laughs> my partner just came in and glared at me. Um, <laughs> we, need, we need like the, new, the other camera camera angle or something to like pop in over to Brandy. like. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. And let me clarify that because we have an agreement in our relationship to keep new relationship energy. That's one of our agreements cool. in our relationship is to that. keep, keep new relationship energy and to keep that like newness and aliveness and fun and like adventure and just silliness and goofiness and all of it, like to keep all of it alive. We have an agreement to do that. Mm. And, and also as our relationship goes on, there's still like, you know, other things that, 
can, you know, compromise that come in kind of like what you were talking about, right? Where it's just like, you know, I have, uh, like if I've had an instance where a client was like, okay, the only time that I can talk to you this week is Friday from six to seven. And so I was like, okay, well, I need to check with Brandy first before I can do that. But then, you know, Brandy was like, yeah, that's not a problem. Um, you know, take care of your client and then we'll, you know, have our date night after, you know, after that. Right. But maybe at the beginning of our relationship, I would have just been a straight no. Like I would have just been like, no, sorry, that doesn't work. Right. So it's just different. It's just different at different times. But we do. We have an agreement in our relationship to um, always keep uh, our new relationship energy. And we're very silly and fun about it. And we have kind of practices in place where we're just like keep things um, as if we're just newly starting to date, even though we've been together for, we've been together for over two and a half years now. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And, uh, but what are so some that, things that you recommend to people for that portion? I know I'm sorry to break you on this one topic, but now I'm interested in, in picking that out before we forget. What are some things that you keep, recommend to people to keep that energy? I would just say recognize what is um, what it's 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 different for each relationship, but it's like what is it that has your relationship be fun and new and like Brandy and I are kind of goofballs. And so we, uh, uh we'll say something like <laughs> Brandy's reminding me, just like say something like, so, uh, you want to go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> like, so what are you doing on Friday? Do you, you want to go on a date with me? <laughs> And then, and then the other one would be like, you want to go on a date with me? Like, you want to go out with me? I've been waiting for you to ask me out. Like, we'll freak out about it. (laughs) And then immediately we'll say happy anniversary afterwards. Just so, just so like recognize the like, yeah, we've been together for a while. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just whatever, you know, and so agreements, agreements in relationship to go back to that. So agreements in relationship is actually saying out loud what it is that you are agreeing to in the relationship. Because one of the things that gets us tripped up, especially in the area of time, and especially when you're an entrepreneur, is expectations, right? I like one person has an expectation that, you know, you're going to be home by 7 p.m. every night, no matter what. But the person who's the entrepreneur is like, my schedule is super variable. I can't guarantee that I'll be home by that time. But if one of you doesn't say what your expectation is around that, like the person who's like, I expect you to be home at 7 p.m. If you don't say that out loud, then there's no no, um, ability to have that agreement. Right. And or have that conversation just to be out loud. Right. Where it's just like the other person's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I actually, I had a guy um, that I was dating like several years ago and um, he finally came out with like, oh, well, I expect if our relationship is going to continue, I expect, you know, if we moved in together that, you know, you would be home when I got home. And I was like, yeah, I'm never going to be that girl. I'm never going to be the girl that's home when you're home. That's never going to be me. Right. So you need a, you need a different girl. Um, But, and it was devastating because I really like this guy, but, but it's just like having those expectations really laid out and then talking through that as well. You know, why do you have that expectation? Because sometimes our expectations are founded on past relationship history where they're like, Oh, well, I dated this person who really didn't respect my boundaries around time. So now I have all these rules and expectations around time because I don't want to get burned like that again. Right. And so then recognizing that that comes from a past relationship, the relationship that you're in right now is not your past relationship Mm -hmm. and whatever past relationship trauma that you have you have to work through or else it will show up in your current relationship. And it will only show up if it's trauma, it will only show up in an unhealthy way in your relationship. And so if you want, if go 
see a therapist, go see a coach, like whatever it is that you need to do to work through those old stories that you have. And because that's what we do, you know, we're humans are predicting machines. Like that's, that's what we're good at. We're, we're good at like being like, okay, this is, this is something that happens. I don't want this to happen. So therefore I'm going to do this. But the reason that we don't want something to happen is because it's happened already in the past, or we have a fear of it happening. And now we've made up a story about ourselves or about other people where it's just like, oh, well, people are going to let me down or people are going to take advantage of me. Or if, you know, like specifically with entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, people don't understand. My partners don't understand me. Yes. My, yeah. My partners don't understand. They don't understand why I'm doing this. They don't understand me. They're not supportive. Like that's a story that comes up. They're Huge. not supportive. Yep. Um, and so notice what stories that you've made up based on past experiences, either with the person that you're already dating or with people that you've dated in the past and really work through that, like get to the bottom of that because that's only going to keep showing up. And the thing is, is that like our, since our brains are predicting machines, we are looking for those things. So if we're like, if we have a story that we're not going to be supported or that people don't understand us, guess what we're going to see? We're going to see people not supporting us and we're going to see people who don't understand us because that's what our brain is looking for because that's what we're looking out for. Right. And our so then you're problem solve. They, they, yeah. they, they, then that's like literally part of the reason why it's like so easy to be a human and then like be unhappy mm-hmm. with things, either when you have more money or when you have whatever, it's because our brains look for problems. So if you're not mm-hmm. a person that likes the problem that's in front of you or something like our brain will create a problem. If you have, if you like have no problem, your brain <laughs> will create a problem because it just, that's what we do. We just have a problem with things and it's like, you can, you can like your problems. You know, you can be a good problem. If you're not an entrepreneur, you usually like the problem of like, Oh, I like how crazy stuff is, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but you're right. They look for patterns and they they look for a way to like, like mm-hmm. if I feel like this thing has happened to me before and I don't want it to happen again, then when this person does this thing or they wear this jacket, that's the color red, it means this <laughs> thing. And it's like, maybe the person just put the jacket on. They, they might have yeah. just put the jacket on because they like the color red. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to always be a thing like that, right? Yeah, totally. Or it can be like something that someone says, right? Like I had a thing for a really long time that was... I had a partner that called me disgusting once. And uh, yeah, it was not it was not cool and it was not good. And we did not stay partnered for very long after that. I can see um, that. but then I was like, it was traumatizing. I was just like, I was so shocked and upset. And I was just like, Oh my God, that was terrible. And I was like, I never want to be called disgusting ever again. But then my brain that went back into my, you know, subconscious where I'm just like, I don't want to be called disgusting. But the thing about like not wanting to or wanting to something, it's not about the want or not want. It's about what your attention is on and what your brain is looking for. Mm. And so what my brain is then looking for is people calling me disgusting. And I had that incident happen like several more times. And I was just like, why does this keep happening? And, uh, uh, and then I actually was in a, a course and uh, one of the parts of the course was to um, break down past communication cycles. And they're okay. like, what's a communication cycle that you want to break down? And I was like, one of them is this like being called disgusting thing. And like actually worked through it to the point where this is going to sound kind of silly, but it's like you continue to think a thought until it's unthought and a thought will continue to impact your life until you unthink that thought. And so one of the ways to unthink a thought is actually to dive into it so much that it actually dissolves. Uh, mm. It's a process in psychology called duplication. And so it's, it's feeling and experiencing something 
so intensely as, as a practice, like not actually experiencing it, but like experiencing as if it were happening to you so intensely until you literally can't experience it anymore. Right. And so when you can't experience it, and it sounds kind of trippy, but it's like, that's, that's how the process works. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, and then it, there's this moment where that thought dissolves or that feeling dissolves. You can do it with visualizations, thoughts, feelings, and body sensations. You can do it with those four points of awareness. I did it with this, with these words, with this thought, and it literally dissolved. And I, no one has called me disgusting since then. It's the craziest thing. Like, wow. that's why, that's one of the things like I love about this work. Like, sometimes it's just so, it's your brain, your brain is not a logical place. We would like to think of ourselves as logical beings, but we're yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. And there's so much that happens in our brain that makes no logical sense, but it, but it works. And that's one of those things is like thinking <laughs> it's just like that process of duplication until something dissolves and it actually doesn't have an impact on you anymore. Right. 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 I like call it out to, yeah. uh, I like call out my, uh, this is not these moments at all. This is totally a side tangent. I want to preface this right now, okay. but I, I tell Meg my stoner moments where like they're like I'm actually not smoking weed at that time, but it's actually an illogical thing that makes no sense why I thought that and <laughs> I thought it. You know what I mean? Like so, like the other day, here's an example, and this is like how you're like it just makes sense with what you're saying in terms of like your mind, uh, like coming up with things, and we like to think it makes sense, and it does at that time, but then mm -hmm. on the outside, you're like, we just there's a lot going on in there that doesn't make sense all the time, yeah. right? So like I, we have a big window that overlooks our backyard from our kitchen and it was pouring out and I just like look out that window and for a moment, I'm like straight up confused. I'm like looking around and I'm like, where is the button for me to hit the windshield wipers? Like I can't see anything out of this window right now. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like legitimately like, I'm like confused. I'm like, where is this thing? And then I like stopped for a second. I was like, you're the stupidest thing ever. Like you're the stupidest <laughs> possible thing. And so I have all these moments like that where I'm a very visual person. I like see uh, it, what I'm thinking. It's very like, like I see things mm -hmm. that are not there. I know it sounds even crazier, but I'm very visual yeah. and I picture things, visualize hard. Right. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, this makes sense to me right now. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, there's a lot inside your head where you're like, there's a lot in there that I don't need. Huh? Yeah. There's a lot of things that maybe aren't doing the right thing right now. <laughs> it's like trying to make sense of something where I'm like, my, like this window is not clear. I know that I've made it so the windows are not clear. <laughs> I don't understand why this is not working right now. And you're like, well, David, because you've never had this happen when you're not in a car. So it makes perfect sense. This is the stupidest thing you've ever said and pretend like that didn't happen. And now I own up to it to Meg. I tell her every single time that happens and she gets to laugh at me for like three to five minutes straight. And yeah. then we get over it instead of me trying to hide it of like, I'd be like, like staring at something for a long period of time. Like, Oh, nothing. <laughs> I just say it now. Cause it makes her happy. So no, that's so great. Uh, Brandy, <laughs> Brandy and I call them brain thoughts. Just like, brain do you thoughts. want, yeah, we were like, do you want to hear my brain thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I like that way better. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be like, yeah, do you want to hear my brain thoughts? And it's like, uh, like every time it's like, yes, please tell me your brain yes. thoughts because it's always something like that. You know, it's like, yeah, I was just looking at the cutting board and I was really anticipating that I, there was a knife somewhere on the cutting board, but there isn't because I need to actually reach in the drawer and get the knife. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this not cut the thing for me? <laughs> This should be cut right now. I placed the vegetable on here. It should be cut in slices. And you're like, oh, David grabs the knife. David then cuts it. That's what makes it cut. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Brain, brain thoughts. I'm going to keep thoughts. that one. I like that a lot better. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we, we, share, we share our brain thoughts. It's really great. Um, that is wonderful. But but I feel like we've gotten off onto this like bigger tangent, but I do want to come back to, cause this is, this is really important is, um, 
is the having the okay so having agreements around time yep. um and also having uh regular check-ins i have every single um like people like the people that work with me that are part of a couple or part of relationships i have them start to do weekly check-ins smart and so and that can look any way but just like just a check-in where it's just like hey what worked this week? What didn't work this week? What do we want to, what wins do we want to celebrate this week? Like, yay, we had a date night on Friday night. Like, let's celebrate that. That's so awesome that we did that. Or we had a really hard conversation on Tuesday and I'm really proud of us that we worked through that, you know? Um, and, and then like, what, what's anything that's left unsaid? You know, and one of the, one of the episodes, one of the earlier episodes of my podcast, I actually, it's called, um, your filing cabinets are ruining your relationship. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Um, cool. But it's basically, you know, those there, there's things that stack up. And you kind of mentioned this earlier when we were speaking. It's like, there's things that you don't say that then stack up. It's like that death by a thousand cuts sort of thing where you're just like, oh, well, it's not yes. a big deal or like sweep it under the rug or like, it's fine. Or like, I don't want to talk about it right now or blah, blah, blah. Where it's just like all of a sudden, you know, you're um, you're like standing in the kitchen one day and your partner comes in and, you know, you want them to unload the dishwasher, but they walk right past the dishwasher. And all of a sudden you're in an argument about unloading furious. the dishwasher. It's just like absolutely furious, like balls to the wall, like you're not unloading the dishwasher and you don't yeah. care about this relationship. And I'm the only one that ever does anything. And, and they blah, were just blah, having blah, their blah, normal blah, day. Blah. They're like... Right, they're like taking off their headphones or something. Like, what's <laughs> like, up? What's happening? But yeah. it's it's because it's because you're not saying what you need to say when you need to say it. You're brushing little things underneath the rug. And I'm not saying go and make a big deal out of little things. I'm saying acknowledge when little things come up. Where it's just like, hey, I know this isn't a big deal, but you, um, you have left, you know, your laundry unfolded on your side of the room for like three days. And it's, it's really bothering me. And I need to tell you that it's really bothering me. Can we talk about this? Right. Or like, you know, you said this thing with our, you know, in front of our friends the other day, and it's not a huge deal that you said it, but it really rubbed me the wrong way that you said mm. that. And especially that you said that in front of our friends. And I just want to talk about, you know, how that made me feel. And I, I also want to talk about how I don't want you to say stuff like that sure. anymore, you know? Sure. And so, so in saying that and saying things like that, it's taking responsibility for how you feel. Like you're not blaming someone else for how you feel. You're being like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling. Right. So really staying away from like, you made me feel this, like no one is making you feel your emotions. Like you're, you are feeling your own emotions. Something happened and now you're feeling emotions, but that's what there is to acknowledge. It's like this happened. Now I'm feeling this. And I would like to talk about that with you, right? So taking away like blame, shame, guilt from the conversation. And this is especially, I mean, this is big for everyone, but especially inside of the conversation of, you know, having understanding partners around uh, and, and conversations to understand each other when one partner is an entrepreneur mm. is taking out the, you know, shame, guilt and blame from your speaking, right? I know this as, you know, me being an entrepreneur for, um, for the past year or so, I've been the breadwinner <laughs> of, of, uh, our household. And I chose that I chose to, you know, I said, I was like, Hey, I'm going to take care of the bills while you're building your business, my partner's building a business. I'm like, I'm going to take care of the bills while you build your business. And so that way, you know, once you start making money that we can kind of get back on an even playing field, but you know, just don't worry about rent right now because I got it. And there were definitely times, you know, there were definitely times where even though I was the one that created that, that, 
you know, I would be like standing there washing the dishes and I would have a thought that was like, I shouldn't have to wash the fucking dishes because I'm the one making all of the money and da 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 and like all this stuff. But it's just like, those are my brain thoughts. That right. has nothing to do with Brandy. Like, and so I had to recognize and take responsibility for the resentment that I was starting to feel about that and work through that on my own. Like that yeah. is not something to put on your partner. Like your choices in your life are not your res- your partner's responsibility. Even right. if they directly impact your partner, your choices in your life and what you said that you would do are not your partner's responsibility and you need to own up to that. And it's so easy as humans. Again, it's not logical. It's so easy as humans to just find places to be, you know, resigned about, resentful about. Like it's just almost natural for us to do that. And so to really recognize that and be in communication about that on a regular basis. And then the last thing that I wanted to say, well, I guess. Yeah, the last thing I want to say that's like slightly different. Yeah. Was just inside of what kind of support that you need from your partner and what support that they're willing to give. Mm. Right. So, like, Brandy and I don't coach each other. Like, that's not a part of our relationship. She's not an accountability person for my business at all. I know some couples who do have that type of relationship where they do keep each other accountable for their businesses, you have to decide if that is workable for you or not. And for Brandy and I, that's just not really workable. Um, And so we're like, yeah, we don't keep each other accountable for our business things. I will say, you know, I'm doing a certification program right now. And so uh, I... uh, I'll communicate with them that from, you know, for two hours every night, I'm going to be working on this certification program. And so being in communication about what you plan to do. And so that way, you know, your partner isn't like, why aren't you spending time with me? It's like, right. oh, well, I'm right. working on a certification program. It's like, okay, well, that would have been good to know. So like over communicate, over, over, over communicate. Like if Love you it. think, yeah, like it's just like, Start to train yourself now. Who needs to know about this? Right? Like, yeah, start, you can't, you can't do yeah. enough. You cannot do yeah. enough. Even if the person knows, yeah. it's like saying it like I, I've said, I'll say things way in advance and then like multiple times leading up and then like literally the day of. Like, if I have something that like is a time commitment or something, especially because mm-hmm. my schedule is crazy, I'll be like, hey, Meg, on this day, it's going to be a Saturday. And I'm going to do this thing. It's going to be all day. I'm going to be in this other state, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as it comes up to it, it's like that week, I'm like, Hey Meg, I'm going to be doing this thing. That means I cannot do this thing. And then like that day, I'm like, Hey, just so you know, you're not going to see me today. I'm going to be here. <laughs> and it's like, if mm-hmm. I don't do that and then she's like, Hey, where are you at? Or like, I thought we were going to do this thing or something. It's not realistic for me to be like, Hey, I told you this a month ago. Like why? It's like, well, no, David, you have a crazy life that you do all this crazy schedule bullshit that's really fast and it feels like you know what is happening. But like, if you don't communicate that literally a million times to Meg, like, how could she possibly know where you are or what you're doing? Right. And it's not her responsibility. It's not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not realistic for her to do that. And so I love all this that you're talking about. And like, it makes me feel okay, I guess, because there's a lot of these that I'm like, oh, I think I I am doing that. All right, cool. Meg and I have a system where like, because shit has been blown up so much in life, we, we have a specific date night that like, like we have date nights and on schedule and we have like ways of like, it needs to be something new every single time. So it's like, it has to be a new mm. thing that we've never done. And it's like that energy where it's like, sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's a surprise. It's like something different. Like, I don't know what this is going to be. This is going to be something different. Like it's been fun, but then also like the, check-ins we do. And those I would say have been my most important learning piece from when I was earlier in the relationship, when I just Mm -hmm. didn't communicate all that. And that resentment formed up where Mm -hmm. like I started my entrepreneurial path before Meg's way before Mm -hmm. it. And so I would constantly be like, you don't understand what I'm dealing with right now. 
you don't understand Mm -hmm. why I'm up at this time or like why I can't do this thing or like why I can't hang out with you or all this other shit that I would say. And it's because I didn't communicate. Like the reason why I'm doing this thing tonight is because I have to set this thing up so that Mm -hmm. it does this thing to build this future for this thing where I have to do this thing. I have to go meet this person today. It's not just for fun. It's like, I have to do this because it will do this thing for us or whatever. Mm-hmm. But those check-ins is so important not to do like, like Meg and I are, are in businesses together where there's like business check-ins. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that there like have to be very different check-ins that are for specific different things in the way that we communicate in those is very different where our business check-ins, it is a bit, it's business. I'm there. Right. Like both of us have points. Like these are things that we want to get done. These are things that we agree or disagree. Why do you disagree on them? It's, it's faster and it's like harder too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. this is what's going on. Like bang, bang, bang. What do you need done today? Blah, blah. But then like the relationship check-in, it's like, how are you doing with this? Are you cool with what we're doing right now? Because I'm stressed or like this thing like makes me unhappy and Mm -hmm. it sucks. Are you still cool with that? Like as a sacrifice for this next thing that we're trying to do? Or is this really terrible for you? And now you're not cool with it. And like a different, different check-ins of like your business and your personal of like, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. are in business together or you're not, I still think it's valid of like, these are things that we're doing for business, but these are like, we as people and us as a couple before any of these things happened, like yeah. what, what matters in here and like what matters past these businesses? Because we we over attach to some things, but there's also a lot of big life arcs that we need to pay attention to past the day to day. That seems like the most important, like you're talking human right. behavior. We're also a species of like the thing that's in front of me. That's the thing that's important. I have to freak that's out right. focus on the email popped up the text. I got to go do this right now. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, hold on all of these things that seem like they're important right now, but they're not. They're not. What's your rock of what's important? What are the rock foundation things that are the most important straight up? And how am I able to micro really quick dose that into my decisions of looking at the fancy or important thing in front of me and realize, you know, how I communicate on those other pieces like that. So I I love what you're, you're saying is check-ins so that we are communicating agreements are we cool with that or not? Before I make yeah. this decision, are we cool with that? We are or are we not? All right, we're cool with it. So when we have right. a tenth spot, we said we were cool with it. Are you not cool with it now? Over communicating <laughs> that then, right? So we've agreed mm-hmm. that I'm going to do this things on Saturdays to grow my business or whatever. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing this on Saturday. Today I'm doing this on Saturday till now. What do you want to do after that or whatever? Like this is the thing, but like keeping up with it. And then I forget the other mm-hmm. piece we were saying was just that if you care about something, allotting that time for it. If you care about your relationship, allotting yeah. and prioritizing that that is a piece of what's happening in all of those things to mm-hmm. schedule those check-ins, to schedule that curiosity or that energy or to schedule things to be a part of that, if that's what I'm getting. Yeah, abs- like 100%. That's exactly pretty much everything that I've said in, in a nutshell. Um, and if, if people don't, you know, if whatever anybody gets out of this conversation, I really, one of the things that I hope that you get is prioritizing, taking responsibility for yourself and communicating, right? Really being able to communicate, 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 communicate. And then communicate some more. I'll put this on a loop. I'll make, it like a, I'll make this the gif of Elizabeth saying that. Communicate, 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 communicate. But seriously, it's just like, if you have the thought, like, should I say this out loud? Yes, you should. Absolutely. Like yeah. at 100%, you should say that out loud. Maybe not the way that you thought it. If, if you had an asshole thought in your head, maybe translate it into yeah. something that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but definitely communicate that, right? And um yeah, no, a- absolutely and that's that's pretty much I mean that pretty much sums it up, you know. Right, so and I there's have, I'm ahead. sorry to break you. I know that we are close mm-hmm. to your time where you got to launch out of here. Yes. But I have one yeah. other question I want to grab from you okay. and then I have five that are like a lightning round thing that we're going to legit do the most lightning, like probably in the ever in this podcast, because we okay, great. have to, if we have to. So All right. one question, I know that's probably a big question, but I just wanted like a little bit of your take on it. Sure. I, I have a lot of people on here that maybe they are 
starting a business. Like I know you said, you're like, Hey, I'm going to be breadwinner for us for a year. So you can start your business like this relationship, right? For mm-hmm. people that's partner might not be supportive yet, but they're like, I have mm-hmm. to do this. Like, this is who I am. I have to start this business or mm-hmm. I have to be this lifestyle. And the partner is not supportive or doesn't understand yet. Mm-hmm. What, what should in a broad way, not, I know that everything's dynamic for a couple, couple basis, mm-hmm. but people that are having a hard time being like explaining those pieces to their partner of mm-hmm. this is the why behind why this needs to, this needs to happen to figure out how they can support each other in that. I see that a lot happen when someone mm-hmm. starts their entrepreneurial path or starts this thing. If the other person doesn't come from any background in entrepreneur or freelance, they just straight up don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. How do they yeah. communicate that so the couple is able to move forward and then give that support to one another, both as the person trying to start that thing saying, hey, I need support for you to know that there's some things that you don't understand about what I'm trying to do, but also mm-hmm. on the back end too, of that person not running away from them and then not explaining this changes that are happening in their life that are usually substantial life changes that they're doing. Big risks, big ups yeah. and downs, big changes in life where they're living, whatever that they're doing. What's mm-hmm. your quick take on that for people that they should be thinking about as like maybe a first step to address that? Yeah. Quick take is explain the why behind what you're doing, like why it is that you feel that this is so important to you, you know, and also get curious about why it is that your partner is not supportive Mm. of that. Like, why aren't they supportive? What is it? Like, what is that? Why, why aren't they supportive of this thing? Because then you can actually get down. Cause if you're just, if you're only talking about why you want to do something, you're not actually listening to your partner. Cause maybe they don't give a shit why you're doing it because they are so afraid of, mm. you know, scarcity or not having money or the risk involved that like you need to listen you need to listen to their concerns and then you need to work that out with them right as as a partnership you need to work that out with them and it might not happen in one conversation you know you might have to be like okay well i'm going to invest you know this much money and i'm going to take this step are you are you good with like the first step Or, you know, those check-ins, like reassessing, like continuing to be like, okay, what are we good with this week? Like it might be, it might be a baby step process, you know, but see what they need, see what your partner needs in order to be on board. Why aren't they on board and see what you need for them to be on board. Right. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So do we have time to hit a couple of questions or do we need to bounce for you? Go lightning round. Let's go. Okay. Why do you wake up and do what you do every day versus any other thing that you could do in the world? This is the only thing for me to do. Done. Why? uh, Not a why. Uh, What would be the biggest, not necessarily a mistake, but the thing you're like, five years ago, me, don't do this thing because it sucked that you would recommend to someone else, maybe in your shoes or in some type of thing. You're like, hey, learn from this because... This is an amazing thing for, to, for me to learn from, but like this really sucks. Don't do this thing because it will suck if you do it too. Uh, I, I, I'm going to answer it in a little bit of a different way. What okay. I would have done was listen to my mom. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We haven't heard that one on the show yet. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, flip side to that. What's the best idea you've ever had? 10 out of 10 would recommend you doing this thing. This is the best. Uh, Drunkenly cornering Brandy in my room on New Year's Eve and confessing my love to her. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So uh, listeners out there, go find yourself uh, Brandy and get drunk on uh, New Year's what was it? New Year's Eve? Go <laughs> New Year's Eve. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I was very intoxicated and I was just like, I love you. <laughs> New Year's Eve 21. Everyone from the podcast is getting drunk and going <laughs> Yeah. But then, but, but, you know, aside also like inside of business, the thing that I would 10 out of 10 recommend is to fully commit. 
Mm. Like fully commit. 100% all in. 100% all in. I'm going to do this and it is going to work. And no matter what happens, I'm not going to give up. Wow. I love that. What would be a resource or resources you'd recommend to the audience? Could be podcasts, video, book, anything. For for people who are ethically non-monogamous, I recommend The Ethical Slut. For people who are in any relationships, I would recommend just any human. For any human, I would recommend the book Nonviolent Communication. I think every single person on the planet needs to read nonviolent communication. And if you can and have the resources, take the, the course that they offer as well wow. in, in nonviolent communication. Just like that. I think that that's one of those books that I think can, if, if everyone applied the principles of that book, that we could save the world. Right. Yeah. So yes, communication is so important. And mm-hmm. I will have these resources in the show notes below and wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes because we have so many humans that listen to this podcast. (laughs) So last one, (laughs) easy. Where do people find you, Elizabeth? Where do they keep up with you and what you're doing? I'll put those in the show notes too. Uh, Pretty much anything that I do is uh, under ELZ Cunningham, ELZ Cunningham. That's my handle for almost everything. Um, I also have a website, www.elizabethannecunningham.com. Elizabeth is spelled with a Z. Anne is spelled without an E. And Cunningham like clever pig. Okay. Cunning, like clever, ham, like pig, clever pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't handle that or process that tonight. I'm going to table that. I'll wake up and I'll hit the day tomorrow. And then I will, I promise you, I will take that all in and text you. I was going to say, I, I expect a text tomorrow morning being just being like, <laughs> everything is just processed now. <laughs> my god all right elizabeth thank you so much for being on here i will catch up with you yes. in real life and not podcast world very soon because i want to now and uh, yes. you go do your thing i don't want to mess you yeah. up on that i'm sorry that we ran a little bit late so no, thank you, you for being good. on my show you're good thank you so much for having me this was amazing 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 and if i could I, I just thank you so much for what you do, Dave. You're an amazing human being. Anyone that's listening to this that doesn't know Dave is an amazing human being, just know that now. Dave is just an amazing. <laughs> I remember the first time that we ever talked on the phone, it was like all of a sudden it was an hour later, like, oh my God, we have to go live our lives, but I love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Elizabeth, I'm going to hit you later. I'll hit, I'll definitely, you'll get the text tomorrow for sure. But go do your thing. Thank you. uh, Support, support, support staff, uh, Brandy for the lighting. (laughs) All right. I'll let you go. Uh, All right. Bye. Thank you guys for watching on Facebook. Thank you guys for watching on Instagram. This will be out as a podcast. Next week, two uh, two weeks ago, two weeks, Tuesday at 6 a.m. If you want to listen to this whole thing and you got a piece. So thank you guys. Later. Later.